Hello, my friends. Nick Pags here with Project Limitless, and we have an amazing guest, Miss um, Amanda Brocato, who has an incredible journey through her PL experience. It's been so fun to watch her go through it in such incredible energy throughout. Um, it started very differently than it ended, and it continues to grow, and she's been such an amazing addition to this family, and I'm so proud of Amanda, the woman you've become and the things you've stepped into and the the things that are going on in your life now, um, it's just been pretty incredible. So I want to welcome you to our little chat here and uh, and just kind of give the people, I mean, we're going to go through three questions today. All What we're going to go through is where were you at before you started this experience? Where are you at now? And then what changed and how did the work play a role in that? That's ultimately what we're going to speak on today. And Amanda's kind of got kind of going to give us her story and, uh, and Amanda, I'll let you introduce yourself, girl. Well, thanks, Nick. I'm happy to be here. Um, if we're talking about going outside of our comfort zones, that's what I'm doing here today. But I'm excited to share my story because um, I feel like I'm in a really good place. I've come really far in, in such a short amount of time and um, been able to take ownership of my life, thanks to Nick and, and hard work on my part. Um, but yeah, I'm Amanda. I live in Austin, Texas. I've been here for 10 years. Grew up on the East Coast, spent a little time on the West Coast. Mom of two, PR professional, and uh, part of the Project Limitless family. Yeah, you are. I love it. So tell me, because I, I remember our first conversation vividly, your college roommates, if I'm not mistaken, with Mary, right? Um, so Mary was is one of our our lead coaches, and she went through PL1, um, and she introduced me to Amanda saying, Amanda could really use this right now. She's got a lot going on in her life, and she's so amazing, and she just needs to like kick it up, and I want to help her, and I feel like PL could do that. And I remember our first conversation was a very teary one, a really powerful one. There was a lot going on in your life at that time, so kind of tell me where you were at before we started PL. Yeah. Um You know, in PL, we talk about pizza or the universe. And so the universe is, you know, and this may sound woo-woo, but uh, I've leaned all the way into it and I've seen, you know, the way that the universe has shown up. And the universe kept showing up for me and giving me signs for years and years. And um, I kept ignoring them or saying, now's not the right time or I don't know how to get past that even with you showing me that I can. And so it was really remarkable timing. I think it was like almost a year ago to the day that I spoke to you, you know, it was in September of 2020 and, um, I was, oh, my situation was crazy. I was married at the time, but I had filed for divorce probably 18 months prior. Um, my ex moved out and then moved back in and, uh, we were cohabitating, which was not by choice. Pandemic hit. It just Mm. exacerbated things. And, um, I was working full time and I had two job offers come out of the blue. I was really just not very happy in the, in the place that I was before professionally, great company. It just wasn't a fit for me. And, um, when I went into that job, I kept saying, I'm going to give it a year. I'm going to give it everything I have and I'm going to learn everything I can, you know, after a year, I'll see where I go. And, you know, sure enough, three weeks before a year, an old colleague called me and an old client called me and both offered me jobs. So I called Mary to sort of, you know, my most pragmatic friend, the person who can put everything in buckets and help you make really hard decisions. And, um, you know, I called her and said, 
I need you to help me figure this out. And the conversation went down a rabbit hole and it became all about life and the things that she knew about me. And she said, you have to talk to my friend, Nick. And so I had no interest in talking to you. I was not ready to invest <laughs> in myself that way. I was terrified about, it's not even that I was terrified. I just felt like I had no control over my life. Like I knew what needed to happen, but I kept asking for permission from my the other person in my marriage to be set free instead of taking control of it myself. And so I just felt really stuck and I didn't know how someone, you know, this guy Nick was going to help me. And so Mary can, she will ride you. You know, she's a, um, mm-hmm. she is an accountability coach and she held me accountable to sticking to that call with you. And so <laughs> I got on that call and, um, you know, I really just opened wide up. Um, and it was a really emotional call, which is so different for me, you know, um, mm. not to say I'm not mm. an emotional person, but this time last year, I was incredibly comfortable with being uncomfortable, like living in mm. pain was so normal to me that it was comfortable, like trying for something more or trying to get out of the situation was more terrifying to me than staying in it. Um, and that's because, you know, so I, I put my head down and I focused on work and, you know, I found other ways to cope and other ways to numb myself. And that was, you know, a lot of it was not feeling emotion. So having that emotional conversation with you was like, oh, obviously there's something else here um, that maybe I should give my ch- myself a chance to explore. And I bet on myself and I bet on you and took the leap and jumped in. Yeah, the piece where you said living in pain was comfortable. That's like, I think so many people live in that space of, I know I could change. I know things could be different. I know I I really kind of believe I'm capable of more and that life could be different, but I keep choosing this path of pain or discomfort. And it it gets to the point where the habitual decision-making of this is uncomfortable, this is uncomfortable in like a yucky way becomes comfortable where the things that we don't like just become our norm and we just deal with it. And I think so many people can relate to that. And another part of that that I didn't realize until much further into the work was, you know, a lot of it was ego-based. And so Mm. here I am somebody who is living in a, a toxic situation in something that I know is not right for me or right for my family. But, you know, from the outside world in, everybody sees me as a really powerful, really badass, strong woman. Like anything I put my mind to, I make happen. And, you know, and I can say that now with confidence, whereas before I would probably cringe at giving myself that compliment or coming off, you know, too confident. But, you know, from the outside world looking in, that's what it was. And so part of it was that it was easier to live in the uncomfortable because I didn't know what was on the other side and I couldn't trust the universe enough to take the leap. But the other part of it was, you know, I lived in this idea that I was strong and I wasn't going to be a victim. And no matter how bad things were, I always figured them out and I always made it work. And I did for everyone else, for work, for my family, for my friends, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't showing up for myself. And so a big part of it was ego and me saying, this is my identity and this is who I am, a strong person who can handle the pain. I'm not going to be a victim and I'm not going to be a martyr and I'm just going to suck it up. And so once I realized that like, 
oh shit, this has a lot to do with my identity, but that's not who I want to be. I was really able to make some changes too. Huge, huge. So it was more about for you recognizing the woman that you were being all the time and that you didn't actually have to be that way, that it wasn't working for you, the story of I'm so tough, I'm so strong, that you were actually attracting more of the struggle and more of the pain for yourself during that time and that you allowed yourself to say like, I can be powerful and strong and not need pain all over the place to prove it and not need a tough situation or a bad relationship or an unhealthy experience for me to to be in that powerful state that you can be powerful and things thrive and you feel good and those two things cohabitate yeah i had to show up more vulnerably and i had to show up more for myself than i ever had before you know i thought love was um was sacrifice was doing the work was digging in and making things okay for everybody but by putting myself last what i came to realize was that i was making things harder for everyone around me that I needed to show up for me. And so when that clicked, things really started, momentum really started to snowball. So all this is the part that I'm interested in that I think is so incredible. The relationship stuff, the work stuff, stuff with your kids, stuff with the house, all of this was happening at the same time. The lawyer stuff, like it was crazy amount of things happening at one time. And the focus actually not on all of that, but being able to look at you and work on you, not from a I'm broken and something's wrong with me headspace, but uh, I need to work at home, like my internal space in order to create a different result outside. Is that the transition and the mindset that kind of happened for you during the time? Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of external things started to happen once I decided the only way that I'm going to end this perpetuating cycle of stuckness um, is to let my feel, myself feel all of the things, good, bad, or otherwise. And the one thing that when I showed up in PL that I knew I wanted and I knew that wasn't in my life, a lot of other things came. But when we talk about who we wanted to be, I wanted to be present. I felt like as much as I was doing, 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 I was checked out for my own life. Um, and I wasn't present with my kids in the moment. I wasn't present with myself in the moment because it was too painful to be present. And I'm not talking about like, you know, making bad decisions and going out and being a, you know, a gambler or a reckless spender or, you know, an alcoholic. I mean, I just, I was just going through the motions and my head and my heart wasn't really there because I needed to do that to protect myself. And so I made the decision that I was going to show up and be present and being present meant feeling the things. And once I started letting myself really feel the horrible things I had to feel or the great things that came when I just showed up and sat down and played a board game with my kids or whatever it was, um, that's when momentum started to happen. That's when, you know, I, uh, so, so it's interesting because I was like in the thick of finding myself, feeling my way through all of these things that I had buried for 10 plus years um, in, in this re- really just not right for me relationship. Um, and in that, you know, during that time, we started this, this work in September, you know, divorce started really moving in January January. 
had mediation that was a disaster in February, had to go back to the drawing board and, you know, um, signed a settlement agreement in March, got officially divorced in April. But all the while, you know, it, it was the m most horrific, hard time of my life. And looking back now, it was all a blur. What I can say is like, I just kept saying to myself, the only way out is through. And throughout that experience, mm -hmm. I showed up presently. I wasn't drinking. I was, I was feeling all the things I, I was there for it as uncomfortable as it was. And, you know, I put faith that things were going to be okay, it, that things were going to be okay. I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, I'm in Austin. We're like the number two hottest real estate market or, you know, overhyped real estate market. I knew that, you know, there was a chance I wasn't going to have a place for me and the kids to live. Um, and I just kept saying like, what I want for myself is space. I want space. Mm. Like, and, and when I said that to you, every time we talked, it was like space here. Like I needed, I needed space in my heart, but I wanted space and I wanted a space for me and the kids that was light and bright and open. I didn't know what it would be. I didn't know what it would look like. I knew I just needed to give them space to be themselves, to get out of the situation and to grow into the humans they needed to be or, or were destined to be and the, the space for myself. And so we talked a lot about that without even talking about like, you know, I, I never did a vision board. I, I don't journal. I probably could stand to. Um, but I, I put it out in the universe and um, it all worked out. It really did. It was the hardest time of my life, but I would not change a thing. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I'm like, life is great. I love that. So there was the, the mediation going on. There was the leaving the house going on. There was the work changes going on. There was the personal, emotional, like collapse, no space going on. That was close to a year ago when we first spoke, give or take, maybe a little less. Because um, you were PL2. So... Where are we at now with all those different pieces in your life? So here we are, September 2021, a year after I started the PL work. I um, took a job last October and man, it was, um, you know, when I said I, I started this because I was trying to decide which job to take. One seemingly harder, but um, more reward and one easier that I thought I could show up for my kids a bit more. Surprised I chose harder because that's <laughs> who I am, but it was exactly what it should be, you know? Um, and, you know, I get to work for a great company and I really enjoy my work, but I found in my company a really supportive culture that gave me grace as I was going through my divorce and understood and gave me the space to like see that process through even, you know, four months into the job. So I'm really grateful. Still there, loving work. Um, loving that. I'm in a new home that is everything that I manifested. Um, the kids are doing great. James just started middle school and he is, you know, thriving socially. He's, you know, his teachers tell me how engaged he is in his schoolwork. I mean, he's exactly where he's supposed to be. Um, you know, and so I found all of these things for myself that sort of just showed up and sort of unfolded as they should without applying any pressure. And that's the, that's the other thing that I learned through this is that, you know, strength to me and control for me was very much about making things happen. And I needed mm. to have the faith 
that if I showed up the right way, the right things would show up for me. And so I put the focus on who I wanted to be and how I was showing up and not necessarily what I was doing. Today, I'm going to show up kind and compassionate. I'm going to give myself grace. Today, I'm going to show up focused and present. And those are really probably the five things I focused most on. And then everything I asked for sort of came to me. And that's what I find so inspiring about your journey specifically is that you came in here, you were not this like woo-woo trust in the woman I have to be and I'll just float to whatever I manifest. Like you were the far, honestly the farthest thing from that. Um, you told, look, I think you, you told me very... that I, I scared you a bit. Like I was your scariest yeah. one of the group, right? You were like, what am I going to do with this woman? There was a little bit of fear on my end. It it was when people walk into this work, they're kind of on one side or the other. Like this stuff doesn't work. This is woo woo BS or like I'm really into that vibe. And I think I think with you, the energy in the beginning was like I'm too much. I think sometimes people are too much in survival mode to even think about working on themselves. They think that I have to fix outside before I can go work on me. Like I need to get my life so set up so that eventually I can be set up to take time for myself. And it's actually, you know, as we've learned through this journey with you, certainly the complete opposite. In order for that external experience to adjust, we have to look inward. We have to spend time working on ourselves. And there was a piece of you that just surrendered in a way where you allowed yourself to kind of embrace this Maybe it was like, I don't have any other choice at this point. Like, what am I going to do? Maybe it was, I really do feel some trust there uh, with this guy that I don't really know or, or Mary, like I trust Mary and she kind of gave me the space, but you were willing to take that leap of, of going inward rather than just like, ah, oh, got to put everything in order around me. And that ultimately served you really, really well in this process. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah, it was very special. And I think that that's a huge lesson for somebody looking into this work. When am I ready? When is the right time? What does it look like to be ready? And the answer really isn't ever as simple as we'd like it to be. Like everything's going to be ducks in order. It's time for me to take a big leap and try something. It's not. And sometimes what we have to do when there's a fire going on is like stop, take a few deep breaths before we then make our escape plan. And, uh, and that, I think, when I look at your story, is truly remarkable how committed you were to the process, how committed you were. And there was resistance, girl. Like, if there was resistance throughout this thing, it was not an easy walk in the park. Um, and, and what I also want to just call out, as you were creating this momentum, you really looked around and said, "What like what's working for me? What do I need to build? So you didn't just do PL. You did PL, all these things started to change. You started to create momentum, but the work didn't stop for you. If I'm not mistaken, you're currently working with a therapist as well, correct? And I think that that speaks volumes to the woman you're becoming is that the work hasn't really stopped for you. And the work can look many different ways. It's not only PL, it's not only working with a coach, it's not only working with me, it's working with whatever or whoever is right for you at that time. And that I think is really special. So are you, do you feel like you're continuing the process and continuing to work a year later? Definitely. I think that the work comes in waves. And so, you know, I'm a single mom of two, 
Um, I feel like I've spent all of my time in the car driving them to and from school and activities and all of the things, right? Mm -hmm. And so you still have to show up for your life. And so there are days when I'm not as present in the work, but it's interesting because um, some of it is on my own. So, you know, maybe I'll, I'll butt heads with my son and, you know, life gets frustrating. I'm able to say like, take a deep breath. Let's look at this and then go back to my practice. How do I want to show up in this? You know, how can I use this as a learning lesson for both of us? And so I still go back to that toolbox that I have um, regularly. You know, I just started um, Mary's Aligned and Empowered Project, um, which is, like I mentioned before, is accountability coaching. You know, she wanted yep. me to do it in the spring and I just, I, I couldn't because I felt like I was trying to buy a house in this crazy market. I was still going through my divorce. I was. I couldn't commit. And so I knew myself enough at that moment to be able to say no, which is not something I've ever really been able to do before. Like boundaries are a new thing for me um, that I'm still working on. Um, but I'm doing her project now. I mean, I'm doing her um, coaching session now, not because I felt like I needed help, because here I am and life is freaking great. And how do I level up? You know, like you helped me fix my mindset. And so I get to be grateful for what I have. I get to see, say, how is this perfect for me when something goes wrong um, and shift my mindset around it. And so now with her, I think the work is around, um, great, I'm happy, but I know there's more in me. And what does that look like? How, how can I be that best person? But yeah, I do therapy. I read. And most importantly, as somebody who is you know, strong and didn't share her feelings and kept it all together, I feel like I'm incredibly vocal about my process through PL and about what has come for me in the last year by making mindset shifts and giving myself grace and working on the negative self-talk. Man, I, I was so mean to myself. Who knew? Mm -hmm. You know, and I still work with it. My therapist tells me all the time, like, listen to what you're saying, you know? So it's still a work in progress. But, um, but I think sharing where I've been is a constant remind where I've been and how I've gotten to where I am is a constant reminder about the lessons I've learned and allows me to stay present in the work, even not through coaching, if that makes sense. Totally. And, and I think that's part of why we're doing this, right? Is to celebrate the story and the journey of you all and what you've accomplished and what you've done, because it's truly amazing. And the more you speak into it, the more you make that your reality, that I'm, I'm uh, an evolved person, I'm freaking changing, I'm growing, I'm doing what I wanna do, I'm being the woman I wanna be, that is an amazing thing to be able to say. And you just represent that, Amanda, like you've done and been around the block so much with all this stuff in the past year. It's incredible to see what you've accomplished and created and that it's not over. I think when people start this work, they're like, there's a starting point with this person doing this thing at this time, and then there's an end point, and then I'll be fixed. And then what? Then like life is rainbows and butterflies? No, we start to realize that this is an ongoing experience, but when we are in it in a way that serves us and that feels good, then we're willing to show up and show up and show up consistently because we know what, what that what comes from it. We know it feels good when we show up for ourselves. So you really represent that. And I love that about you. Um, and before we, we tap out here, for somebody who's kind of on the edge um, of, of thinking of 
stepping into the work and, and maybe joining PL or doing something like this, what would you say to them if they're on the edge kind of considering? Um, I'd say it's always the right time to invest in yourself and that work may not shape up or the result may not shape up to what it is that you thought it would be. But if you show up committed and open, you can allow the process to take you to the next level. And I don't know what that will be for you and you don't know what that will be for you, but I have witnessed it in my group. Um, I have witnessed it in myself. Like given all of the obstacles and the, the place where I was in my mind a year ago, I should not be where I am. I am incredibly, I've been through some stuff and I'm incredibly happy and I wouldn't change a thing and I'm certain that that can be the case for someone else. And, and, and it could be micro, right? It could, it's, it's not always about like these big changes. Like, yes, I had big changes, but my big changes came from the most subtle of shifts. And so, mm. like trust in the work is what I'd say. You are the best. I love you very much. Thank you so much for taking the time to share. And I can't wait to see where this journey continues to take you. Congratulations on everything and uh, sending you lots of love today.